Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What is the problem? You got all the questions? Okay, listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. Because consciousness is expanding. It is broccoli in the microwave. This is... When you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Yeah. Ruining the Avengers is my job, said Hawkeye. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Joe Biden was on The View today. Did he sniff Joe Bayar's hair? Did he touch Whoopi Goldberg? We'll have that for you coming up. Stay tuned. All right. I should ask for the Credence Clearwater Classic Lodi, Michael. We could perhaps leave this segment with it. As the story comes to us from beautiful Lodi, California, in the center of California, where they grow lots and lots of grapes to make very delicious wine. High school newspaper First Amendment story. And in reading this, I realized my information's out of date. I remember a pivotal decision in the 80s 
where the court essentially said, no, nah, you really don't get free speech uh, in high school. Not so much. I was about to say, just kind of jokingly, but only kind of, do you get free speech when you're in high school? Uh, yeah. Does that apply for a high school newspaper? We'll, we'll get to that. Um, but this is a heck of a story. This English teacher, Kathy Duffel, has been helping her students lay out um, the newspaper. She's been the, the newspaper advisor for 28 years. Second. Wait a second. What? Wait a second. What? Why are they still teaching kids to write for newspapers? Newspapers don't exist anymore. It's a, well, it's it's like a website. It's is a that website after, on paper. Is that after buggy whip class is over? Come on! Give it the times! Wow. Are they they're learning to write for websites? Honestly, the newspapers... Like, it, they, surely they're not wasting time on, like, the layout or any of that stuff. Well, yes, Did, because you lay out. friendly layouts, yeah. Excuse me. Digital stuff would make sense. Right. But certainly not the old page that's thing. Right. Uh, so, anyway, back to the part of this that matters, if I might. So, uh, the, so uh, the, uh, on April 11th, administrators apparently found out... Uh, about a story that was going to be in the Bruin voice. Go Bruins! Beat Central! The Bruin voice was going to run a story about, and this is so weird, it's an 18-year-old woman. She is a high school student. She is arguably an adult. We could get off on the tangent of, is an 18-year-old really an adult these days? Hell, well, legally, yes. Yes. She's an 18-year-old student. She's in porn. And the article is going to be about her being in porn as a high school student. And there's her name. And I don't want to say it. I don't, I don't want, you know, and who's say, her, her, say her last name was Getty. I don't want old man Getty and the Getty uncles and aunts hearing this. I just, I don't know. First of all, what kind of family structure you got going on where your 18-year-old daughter ends up in porn? But anyway, yeah. Um, uh, duh, uh, who's unhappy about it? The girl in question? No, the no, 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 no. She's, she's totally, she's good with it. Of course, she's it. a public entertainer. She wants people to know it. That's why yeah, you would do it. The more people the, that watch and know, the more money you make. Administrators. Oh, is that her right there? Oh, see, that's just sad. Um, but she's an adult. Yeah, arguably. But no, the administration, the uh, the principal, the superintendent are are super unhappy about it. So it's well known to the other students that they have a classmate who's a, an adult well, film actress? It's about to be. Uh, you are hereby directed to refrain from publishing the article prior to the district's review and approval. Should you fail to provide a copy of the article as directed, you may be subject to discipline up to and including dismissal. Um, the award-winning journalism advisor says she's been down this road at least three times with past administrators. She wins, they lose, and everyone gets bloody in the process, except the students, she said, who get their, money, their money's worth in the civics education department. Yeah, evidently, uh, she's had these fights and she always wins. Because California's been at the national forefront of upholding free speech for student journalists since 1977, when it passed a, a law. With certain exceptions, content that is obscene, libelous, slanderous, or incites students to commit crimes at school or break campus rules, the state law ensures that the First Amendment applies to kids, and at least a dozen states have followed California's model since 1988, when the Supreme Court severely curtailed students' free speech rights in its Hazelwood ruling. I was going to argue against free speech for high school kids in, in newspapers, but all the examples I was going to use were going to be those exceptions. Right. Yeah. If you were, you know, 
an opinion piece about how awful the principal is. I'm not sure he had the right to do that. So the superintendent, uh, superintendent rather, underscored the importance of free speech for students. She said, however, these rights are not limitless. And it was Duffels, that's the media advisor's uh, job to uh, bar publication of outlawed content. The district has received information that the girl's interview will focus primarily on her production of adult videos. Given this focus, this district is reasonably concerned that the article may contain material prohibited Got by it. law. I'll tell you what. The- Although, you know what's funny about this? The journalism advisor says, no, that grossly mischaracterizes the focus. She expects to submit it for a prize because the article, quote, speaks to every 14-year-old girl who has failed three classes her freshman year and now has a choice to make. And our hope is that this article will help students think more critically about the choices they do make at this age in their lives. I'm not sure I'm following that. So you fail three classes and your choices are study harder or become a porn actress? It's not clear to me exactly. Uh, something tells me there are a couple more sentences that didn't make this article. How do you become Therefore, aware? Therefore, you should steady, study harder so you don't end up you know, as a mattress actress. I don't know. How, what circles are you running in where that even crosses your mind? Or, or you think you would know the people to even get into that industry? Did she approach them? Them? Did they approach her? I mean, how did you even brush up against the porn industry? Man, as I'm an looking at her picture. She's a child. She is. Oh, I was just see, looking at that. Looking at her, the 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 age limit should be at least twenty five. For porn. For porn. God, yeah, I don't know. And, you know the older it's, you get, the younger young people right, look. But right, right, right. And we're, even seem we're like ready a... to reproduce like an animal at an age much younger than that. Oh heck yeah. Doesn't mean it needs to be filmed and watched by lonely 50-year-olds. The Bruin Voice has won Student Press Awards galore. Its motto is, the voice shall not be silenced. Mm. And I understand how young people get all worked up about making points. It's so, so exciting when you're young. Yeah, it is. You're all earnest and hopeful and think anybody gives a damn. But uh, <laughs> uh, Back to the student herself. Um... I'm gonna call. I'm not using her name. How about her? Her uh, anonymous. What her, do we know? Her actress name? Um, mm. No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't remember seeing that. Uh, and anyway, Ms. Anonymous agreed to an interview with the junior of the Bruin Voice. People see the porn world as taboo. She told the San Francisco Chronicle, but I see it as a natural thing. You're just taking off your clothes. It's the human body. She wanted to stop rumors around school and get the facts out. Yes, she models for a porn agency called Motley Models. Yes, she sells nude videos over Snapchat and Pornhub, a sort of YouTube for sex. And yes, she's auditioning to be a stripper in San Francisco. I'm 18. What I'm doing is legal. I don't see why everyone is making such a big deal out of it. She said, according, including the police who are doing something, apparently. I should be interested more, more in her life. How do you end up as 18 thinking all this sex stuff is how I'm going to make some money? It doesn't just... The most famous person on the in America, Kim Kardashian, got her start that way. I mean, that, that think the, that influences him. It certainly could. It, it's the internet, right? Like it's the Instagram models, thirst traps. Like it's all adjacent What's to a all, thirst trap. Uh, the the uh, thirst trap is a, a sexy picture that you post uh, in, a, in an attempt to try to get uh, engagement. Oh, that's oh, it's those... like the whole. You can get a larger mortgage rate, and some chick with enormous boobs is there. Yeah. What, is, what is she going to write up the paperwork or what? <laughs> Yeah, first trap just being uh, internet slang for sexy pictures. Yeah. Uh, The student reporter said the article doesn't really delve into sex at all. It's more about Anonymous as a person. 
Rather than glamorize the sex industry, the story's all about all of the struggles she has been through since her early days. Even if with all that information, though, Sean, that's pretty that 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 makes sense to me. Uh, different from what was around when I was in high school, but you'd still have to contact a porn producer somehow, a company, or they reached you. Or maybe she went down the stripper road first, and the stripper people just put those people together all the time. Hey, oh, sure. by the way, I know the people over at whatever entertainment. They make right. porn movies if you want to do that. They're yeah. always looking for somebody young. Yeesh. Yeah. 18. Yeah. Boy, the, the idea of an 18-year-old girl being in a school paper talking about her, her porn, that's uh, not something I dealt with in high school. No. I'm not no sure. No bare shoulders. I'm not sure I was a, aware of porn's existence when I was in high school. I was aware of nudie magazines. I never had one. I'd seen them. No, I could have gotten you one. <laughs> you should have called me. <laughs> but I don't know that I knew porn existed. On my parents' phone. Bring in the kitchen. Yeah, hang on a second. What are you murmuring about? Nothing, Mom. Yeah, I'll get it to you. Yeah, no problem. What are you looking for? <laughs> I remember a kid in uh, junior high that rented out his dad's playboys for a, a, a dime for the weekend or a nickel for a He's day. He's almost surely a billionaire at this point. <laughs> oh, nickel a day. <laughs> With fines. Overdue fines. The copy of Playboy is three days overdue, Jack. The fines are starting to mount. <laughs> but I don't know about videos. I don't know if they existed at all. Mm. Does anyway. your feelings about this change if she were a college freshman? Same age. Uh, I would have a, I would have a different mental image of her. It shouldn't change because she's you know well same the age. same person yeah or ni- nineteen not a lot different from eighteen you know presumably more college students are living on their own and they are mixing with eighteen to twenty three year olds as opposed to fourteen to eighteen year olds so yeah I would have a a different view a little different it oogs me out and I wish it didn't exist is that uh, defensible in court pornography in general <laughs> well no just this whole question this 18 Joe's wearing a puritan outfit he's got the buckled shoes he's got the hat and well the black is flattering it's slimming <laughs> <laughs> anyway our text line is 415-295-KFTC 415-295-KFTC yeah I don't know they had a, a, a age limit of 25 for porn Sing along if you know the words. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. you the correct way to use a public restroom according to medical experts to medical experts but before we get to that before we get to the correct way to use a public restroom according to experts i'm thinking i got a pretty good idea but all the impeachment talk around trump and man i'll tell you what if you watch your uh your msnbc's for instance it's it's you would be convinced it's going to happen certainly um and it's nonstop talk about that from politicians and journalists, and, and serious people, too. I've heard this George Mason law professor 
on all the channels going around saying it absolutely should happen, even though there's no conviction possible. The Senate will never convict, based on what we know now. We need to lay out what happened precisely. It's healthy for the country, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I was a little surprised to hear him say that, uh, honestly. Did, did Trump, har- ha- uh, was he guilty of scandalous harangues? Scandalous harangues, good band name. Mm. That's what Andrew Johnson was accused of when he was impeached. Our first and only president to be impeached until Clinton. They called him all scandalous orangutan. <laughs> you get it? He had uh, two two articles of impeachment against him. And Trump's uh, orange, too, so you could call him that. <laughs> I'm still working on the joke. It'll okay. be ready soon. Two articles of impeachment against Andrew Johnson. One of them was he fired one of his cabinet members, and back then you had to get the Senate's permission to fire a cabinet member, which wow. seems crazy. Wow, to hire or fire. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he was charged with, in essence, insulting Congress. He got so mad about that, he said some things about Congress, and then he was charged with scandalous harangues about legislators made with a loud voice. And I'm quoting. <laughs> wow! That's crazy. It's, it's interesting that politics has changed that much. You know, we, we honor the Constitution written 200-some years ago, but we wouldn't impeach a president for making scandalous harangues with a loud voice. Not so much. Was that just when Washington was that much smaller a city and you could hear them out the window of the White House as you're walking to Congress? Hey, that's hurtful! I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, back to the correct way to use a public bathroom. I'll save the punchline till the end. Oh, boy. Here are your uh, main steps. Choose your stall wisely. I've got theories on this. Uh, Well, they'll be interesting to see if your theories fit in with the science. There's a science to this. A 1995 study done by the University of California at San Diego monitored how much toilet paper was used in each of four stalls in a men's room. Huh. Over 10 weeks, they found that 60% of the paper was used in the two middle stalls. So it suggests that these are easily... The most commonly chosen stalls, so if you use an end stall, either end, your best bet is it's just had less people, therefore less germs. How about we just stop this right now so only we know this stuff? <laughs> it's like the way like uh, Apple Maps and Waze and all have ruined your secret route to get anywhere. Because now everybody gets it from their app. So my, my theory involves... Particularly if uh, you need at least three stalls for this to for for my uh, method to actually take take hold. So so you got the handicap stall. I, I don't use that if I can avoid it because it's not for me. If some I would that's a nightmare of me of walking out and somebody in who needs it is waiting for me. The somebody in a wheelchair who wet their pants because yeah, you were because, using their stall. Yeah. So I, I never use that one, but I understand that one's very popular and a lot of people do that because claustrophobia or whatever. So I never use that one. And I, I imagine that that's the most popular one. So then nobody wants to sit next to somebody else while it's going. So the second most popular is one removed from that one. So an install, you were correct all along. An install is no, but, but I'm, I'm inverted because I'm assuming in three things that those installs are the most commonly used because mm. the handicapped one is most common. Science begs to differ. Science differs with you, Sean. If somebody's in that one, you're one of those people that don't believe in science. You're a toilet denier. I've gone to uh, to marches to fight against people you who like you who don't believe in science. So it is my theory that the middle stall (laughs) would be less used in that three stall scenario. Don't fret about the toilet seat. Is the other um uh, thing the medical expert? I'll fret a little. Thank you. Uh, Rarely catch disease from the toilet seat. Can so you, don't worry. Can you get sticky? it from drinking this, the water? This assumes, yeah, don't drink out of the water like a dog. <laughs> this assumes you don't touch the seat with your hands. Obviously, that'd be bad. Wash and dry your hands, then don't touch anything after you do. Like a surgeon walking around with your hands up. 
But at the very end, after all this, and they go through long descriptions of the science behind all this and the odds and everything like that, the very end of it is public bathrooms almost never make you sick. Don't worry about it. Mm. The hysteria over touching this or that and using the bathroom at work or a public bathroom, people almost never get sick from a public bathroom. You remember when Britney Spears walked into that gas station bathroom bare feet, though? That was still gross. What's cool about it is she walked out with her blackened bare feet and got into her $100,000 Mercedes and drove off from the the Quickie Mart. Wow. Which is hilarious. Uh, You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. And a good morning to you. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Joe Biden answering back after President Trump slammed the vice president earlier today about his age and vigor. Well, I think that uh, I just feel like a young man. I'm so young. I can't believe it. I'm the youngest person. I am a young, vibrant man. I look at Joe. I don't know about him. (laughs) Joe Biden and the view this morning responding. If he looks young and vibrant compared to me, I should probably go home. And Biden rejected Trump's nickname for him. Well, I think we're calling him Sleepy Joe because I've known him for a while and he's a pretty sleepy guy. He's not going to be able to deal with uh, President Xi, I will tell you. That's a different level of energy and, frankly, intelligence. Biden saying people who know him are more likely to call him Hyper Joe. Trump is uh, 72. Biden is now... (laughs) 76. Good comebacks aren't just stating the opposite. Like, you, no, no, people actually call me full of energy, Joe. you, you got to get a little bit more creative than that. U.S. economy grew at a solid 3.2% annual rate in the first three months of the year. Far better outcome than expected, overcoming a host of headwinds, including global weakness, rising trade tensions, and a partial government uh, shutdown. All right, with that note... It's time now for another positive, Sean. One word, market report. Yeah, the markets are spry. Spry? The markets are spry. They're active and lively. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's it's a spry market today. And I understand your portfolio is up. Oh, uh, yeah. The PSP is doing quite well today. We are uh, outperforming the market as usual. <laughs> Kids 2 is recalling nearly 700,000 rocking sleepers linked to at least five infant deaths since 2012. The move coming just a couple of weeks after Fisher-Price recalled its similar rock-and-play sleepers in which more than 30 babies died over a decade. The deaths in both sleepers occurred after the infants rolled over from their backs to their stomachs or their sides while they were unrestrained. Kids, too, said the uh, and the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission said today anybody who bought a sleeper should stop using it right away. Consumers can get a refund or a voucher. And Jussie Smollett's castmates want him back on Empire. Oh, no. Variety reports the cast of the show has written an open letter supporting Smollett's return. He's been off the series since Chicago authorities accused the actor of taking what he said was a racist and, uh, or faking rather, what he said was a racist and homophobic attack in January. He was charged with making false claims about a hate crime, but all those charges were later dropped. My understanding is that during his final episode, the final episode he was on before they kind of wrote him out, the ratings went up just a tick. All right, that's a look at some of what is going on this morning. I'm Marshall Phillips. We've got a lot more coming up for you on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
been sent up and I've been shut down. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, um, Joe Biden's old enough to remember this. Communism used to be uh, the, the big scare, right? I remember communism. Everybody was worried, and I didn't quite get it as the, at the time as a kid, but since then reading about it, I understand how... There, there was a fear that if if enough countries became communist, there'd be a tipping point, and pretty soon the whole world is just under the under the ruling of a handful of evil dictators, and there's no way out of that situation for mankind. Right, and it stays that way for well forever. Yeah, for the They're foreseeable future, anyway. Aggressively expansionist at the time. Right, and and, and so human beings have no rights forever. Talk. All around com. the globe, that mm-hmm. could happen. Well, it, it 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 fell apart for a variety of reasons. Um, the next fear though is this whole surveillance world which would feed into the whole communism thing similarly Mm -hmm. or it'll just be dictatorships this article in the new york times over the weekend made in china exported to the world the surveillance state i thought was really interesting it's how so many countries there are 18 countries that now have some of uh, china's technology for surveillance of their citizens 18 countries there are 36 countries that have at least gotten lessons in opinion, opinion monitoring and modifying of the population. Wow. That's some good Orwellian verbiage there. Yeah. Opinion modifying. We're going to modify your opinion to be Joe, in line I'm with troubled ours. by your opinion. Can we talk? I'll just read from the New York Times. How we'll be goes. tying your hands behind your back. Ecuador. The squat gray building in Ecuador's capital commands a sweeping view of the city's sparkling sprawl from the high rises at the base of the valley to the pastel neighborhoods that... Spill up its mountainside. Point of order, if it's squat, how does it have views like that? Maybe it's on a hill. Back to you. The police who work inside this building are looking elsewhere. They spend their days poring over computer screens, watching footage that comes in from 4,300 cameras across the country. Small country. The high-powered cameras send what they see to 16 monitoring centers in Ecuador that employ more than 3,000 people to monitor people. That's a big effort for a small country. Yeah, I'd say. Armed with joysticks, the police control the cameras and scan... Not a lot of joy in those joysticks, Jack. Back to you again. The police control the cameras and scan the streets for drug deals, muggings, murderers, anything they see. They they can can zoom in anytime they want. 3,000 people monitoring 4,300 cameras. The voyeur's paradise is made with technology from what is fast becoming the global capital of surveillance, China. Ecuador's system, which was installed in 2011, is a basic version of what they've already got in Beijing and where they have spent billions of dollars in China to do the same sort of thing, just monitor everybody all the time. But a New York Times investigation found that the footage also in Ecuador goes to the country's feared domestic intelligence agency, which under the previous president had a lengthy track record of following, intimidating, and attacking political opponents. And even as the new administration uh, swears that they will not abuse the videos, they still get the videos. Mm. So you've got the new president saying, well, we don't do that and we're not going to do that. But the last president did. And even if this one doesn't, the next one will. So you follow the opposition figure down the street, see what he's up to. Maybe you have somebody brush up against him. We're watching you. Just keep walking. Uh, and again, there are 18 countries that have the surveillance systems they got from China and 36 countries that have uh, 
been trained in public opinion guidance is the technical term for it. I think that is what's going to the the greatest threat to mankind right now. Enough countries sign on to that, and you know, just and and a handful of dictators can run the world that way. It reminds me of as we talk about the internet and the fact that a single numbskull can now communicate with millions of people around the world, and how that's just unprecedented. There were there were limitations on how good dictatorships could be, just because they didn't have the tools. You can't watch everybody all the time. Stalin would say, "Well, now now you can," and so. Uh, they might have to rely on brutality and fear a little less. It would be a different sort of fear. You would you would be dimly, nervously aware that you were being watched all the time, as opposed to oh my god, if the rumor even starts that I'm uh, anti-revolutionary, they'll they'll chop me to bits. It's a different sort of fear, but much much more effective, I think. But how would you? How would any? Um, how would anybody running against the current power? in a supposed democracy, ever survive in a world in a surveillance world. They'll find something on you. Yeah. Just surveilling your entire life all the time, you and all your supporters. There's just no way you can ever And I'm sure they're keeping all that stuff. There are a list of uh, troublemakers, and they're compiling that sort of thing. I mean, you, we were talking about the tax returns. We actually never got to it, but a lot of the Democrats were plagued when their tax returns came out. Why don't you give more to charity? Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's just looking for dirt. Well, if you follow somebody around for years and they're on your list of we got to get some dirt on this guy, you'll either get some solid dirt or you'll get something that you can turn into dirt. So, yeah, you wouldn't even need to engage in brutality or anything like that. Sure. You just ruin them. And then if even if you can't get that person, you get their campaign manager or some of their supporters or any of that just to discredit the whole thing. Then the next one, the next one if necessary. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just think we're absolutely headed toward a world, and I mean the whole world, where we're all surveilled all the time. Right. Uh, there's nothing private. Anything we search on the Internet, all Is of it? our financial information, all of our personal lives... Everywhere we've ever been, everyone we've ever talked to is known. If I opt into it, is it a surveillance state, though? Right? Like, if every if the, the government doesn't have to surveil me because I am willingly carrying around a smartphone, I participate in Twitter, I, I let Facebook know that these are the things that I'm interested in, right? Well, like, it's it, arguably, that's absolutely arguably true, but it's going so far beyond that. Like, in China, they have right. the facial recognition software right. where you walk down the street and the machines and the people behind them know who you are, what your social credit score is, your history of minor and major offenses, how much is in your bank account, that sort of thing, all the time. Yeah, but but I feel that the trend is people will voluntarily do that. I hmm. think you're right. I think there are enough people that say, I don't do anything wrong, so what difference does it make? And, and the tech companies will make enough of a convenience to where, hey, if if you opt into this, then you get the express checkout lane, or you get your own right. traffic lane, right? Like there, wow, there will be, that'd be a good one. There will be conveniences that will make it worth voluntarily giving up your personal information. Right, and in China they do things like if you don't jaywalk and if you follow all the rules, while well, you'll be able to travel too, you'll be able to take an extra right. vacation. Where you there get a lower these... interest rate. Yeah, right. imagine yeah. that. Imagine right. that. It's part of your credit score, so your credit score is your social credit score. Right. right. And if you want the lowest interest rate, you know, you probably shouldn't stay out that late at night because right. that counts off on your score. Honey, right? we're going to buy a house next year, so you got to quit wearing those short skirts. And, right, exactly. Right. I'll, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'll... <laughs> well, they keep track of how much you drink. and I that's, won't drive so sure. fast. They keep sure. track of how much you drink, and that's beyond the government uh, limit for how much they think you ought to drink. Yeah, he's a known drunkard. A wino, if you will. 
Huh. And then they can monitor your social contacts and uh, suggest perhaps you shouldn't be visiting with those people or that group. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So you talk to that guy. You might not even know that guy yeah. is a whatever Tea right. Party member or supports the Green New Deal or right. whatever. But you were you were hanging out with that guy a mm-hmm. lot. And we know that that guy supports the Green New Deal. Right. I wonder if you get like a text alert. Hi, the government here. Do you realize you're talking to a known subversive? And then if you say, whoa, I'm out. And you probably don't get a deduction, or you get like a conditional deduction. Yeah, that could work. If you look at your phone, put it back in your pocket, and keep jawing with the guy, well, then it's points off, man. I honestly, I'm not just like, you know, a stoner imagining right. a weird future. I honestly think this is where the world is going. No, I think the world is, it, the future is open sourced. Everybody will know everything about everyone. Well, that would be fine if you didn't have evildoers, or human nature didn't exist, and you're going to have a, a, a political leader... Stalin wasn't a one-off for one, for world history, people like him. There'll, there'll be other people like him. And with this technology, there'll be no breaking free of that ever. Mm-hmm. And they can but pass just, more and more laws no, you know, to rein you in. I mean, what you're doing right now might be legal, and you might like to do it, but they could say, I'm sorry, we don't want you playing any of those video games anymore. But there's also the, the, this technology also changes the landscape that I think makes it harder for people to ascend to that spot in the first place. I hope. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a conclusion on whether good thing or bad thing. And I understand all the arguments on well, quit wasting our time. Okay. Good thing or bad thing. That's the only question that matters. Do I hate this or do I love it? I, I need to tweet. My thing is, I think, I think we'll be fine, but I do think that it's going to be voluntarily given up. It's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be the China model. It's going right. to be the American Facebook model where we voluntarily do it. You know, I was thinking, uh, I was going to point out that if knowledge is indeed power, then the government that is all knowledgeable will have power. But as Sean points out, well, if it is indeed open sourced and people can access that knowledge themselves, well, does that counterbalance the power? Mm. How will that unfold? I do not know, yeah, sir. It's not that the government... It's a is, question of who has the guns. Yeah, the, the, it's not that the government will have this stuff. It's that everybody will have access to this stuff. And that drastically changes the way that the, quote-unquote, the game is played. Until the government decides to shut off your stuff. <laughs> that could be the model for the United States that would yeah. work. But uh, they're not going to do that in China or any of these 18 countries that have uh, purchased this equipment. I am curious on the uh, surveillance equipment. Is that Huawei? Is that the company that uh, may be supplying a lot of I this stuff? I don't know, but it probably is. Yeah, because, I mean, Huawei's profits now are up yet again. You know what I hadn't heard? What's that? Oh, is there more to that thought? No, no go ahead. Well, you know, I've, I've expressed the, the whole they're a tool of the Chinese government thing, and the d- denials of that are laughable. No, we would never do that, says the head of Huawei. Oh, shut up, says America. On the other hand, what I hadn't heard was there was a, a Brit tech expert saying the other problem is their stuff is crap. I mean, their yeah. networks, it's terrible. It's, a, it's cheaply made. It falls apart. You don't want it. I hadn't really heard that. Now, I, I've heard some people say their phones are quite good, but I'm not uh, having no commie phone in my, in my pocket. In your person, sort of on your person. Damn yeah. commie. Can you still buy one of their phones in the United States, or are they not? I think so. Yeah. You can. Yeah, you wow. just can't use them for any uh, government stuff, any official uh, stuff. Even though they're a pipeline right to uh, G. Right. Oh, yeah. He can hear all your calls. He reads your texts. You send your wife a kissy emoji. He knows it. <laughs> He's laughing. And he makes a record of it. One right. kissy emoji. Exactly. Got some poor Chinese guy in a little room right. making marks on a piece of paper. <laughs> That's how it works. It's good work if you can oh, get a new Huawei totalitarian world. Oh, oh my boy. God. I hope I live long enough to see how this stuff plays out. Really do. And I think it's coming fast. 
It's not like it has to be 50 years in the future either. Technology moves so freaking fast. Mm. Exponentially faster every year, too. Yeah, it, yeah. Just, it, yeah. it, it increases upon its own speed. It does it, really? Does it? Yeah. Perhaps so, it does. So artificial intelligence combined with all the surveillance stuff and just computer chip speed and right. all that, just who freaking knows where we'll be? I'm going to be in the woods <laughs> watching the squirrels cavort. Well, the government will be watching you in the woods. Probably through the eyes, uh, eyes of the animatronic squirrels that they've sent to surveil me. I'll hear, you know, the squirrel will run by and I'll hear, chick, 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 as it looks around. It's a fake squirrel. Right! <laughs> It's got a camera in its head. It's eyeballs. They're twin cameras. <laughs> right. And I'll be out thinking I'm, I'm outside the reach of the government. But so There'll you'll be birds overhead with exhaust coming out of their tails. You'll have a very low social score, though, because you're not contributing anything to society. Fine. And Super. well, the laws will be passed. I can lower it. <laughs> laws will be passed that people with a score below 50 like you. Yeah. Who are contributing nothing to society. Only not taking. a thing. Please. <laughs> Only taking from society. Yes. They need to be jailed or eliminated or put to work or something. Or I'll go to the local uh, store there in my charming little town in the mountains, and, and they'll refuse to uh, sell me any beef jerky or right. or powdered milk or Cause, whatever. Because you're not contributing to society. Right, exactly. I'll I'll be a red. You know, I'll have that, that red that mark next to my name. Chilling. And who's best to deal with this crazy future? 80-year-old presidential candidates. Yes. That's who's best to deal with. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. It's like uh, Godfather 3, unnecessarily long. And it's a shame we're mostly on AM because there's some panning back and forth left and right there that's really high tech. It was a little extra effort, and I appreciate that. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody, huh? No, well, Marshall, what's your final thought? Well, I have taken the challenge. This weekend, I will be fill, uh, filling uh, the time with my advanced surveillance of one Mr. Joe Biden, waiting for the defining moment in his latest presidential bid. Mm, yeah. You think the hair sniffing or the touching yes. comes this weekend? Yeah, nice hair. Hey, uh, Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, the grandest spectacle ever to grace a television set will be happening this Sunday with episode three of this season of Game of Thrones, the Battle of Winterfell. This uh, reportedly took, I don't know, 8,000 nights to film or something. It was a really big battle scene that's going on in this one. Lots of stabbings. Michelangelo, your final thought. Uh, Yeah, my washing machine is on the fritz, so look for me to uh, take my clothes to the creek. With an old-fashioned washboard and just wash and cry. (laughs) Jack, final thought for us. A majority of Americans will take in one of three things with their eyeballs this weekend. Either the Game of Thrones that Sean mentioned, the NFL draft, which is three days and on ABC this year, or the Avengers movie. Mm. So if you want to be part of the flow, you got to do one of those things. I don't know if I'm going to get to any of them, but... Well, and in a bit of uh, the vengeance, the vengeance of the Almighty, my wife is playing in a two-day golf tournament uh, this weekend. That's usually my thing, so I'm going to be the one trying to sense her mood when she comes through the door after uh, after her play to figure out whether she's played well and is feeling buoyant or badly and is feeling pissy. So, again, it's about time I wore those shoes. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You see something over the weekend we ought to be talking about? Send it along. You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I hope you do one of those three things I mentioned to watch this weekend, huh? Be a good American. Take in some fluff. Mm. 
We will see you on Monday. God bless America. Look it. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still come was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.